So, because the storyline this season has basically been, will Joe and Melissa come to the wedding? But they all hate each other. Although, I don't, I don't know if Teresa hates Melissa and Joe as much as Melissa hates Teresa. Regardless, the problem is by the time we are here at this wedding, I don't even want them to go. And I feel like Teresa, I get why Teresa wants him to go. But if they were to have shown up, they would have been the worst wedding guests ever. We saw, I mean, Melissa's done a pretty decent job at faking it when she goes to events. I, although I, I will give her that. I will give her that credit. She does earn that. Um, she does earn that compliment. She's very good at just kind of shaking it off. Like when they went to the softball game, Melissa did a pretty good job of being like, hey, did you see the calendar? And like, I was like, oh, she's, you know, she's good at that. Joe, though, can you imagine if Joe was at the wedding? Oh, my God, a little pouty boy over there. Ugh, he would have been the worst. And so this, like, the culmination of this season, like, this whole, the climax of the season of, like, they don't even go to the wedding, I'm like, good. Good. They pitched this season all wrong. They should have been showing clips of this finale fight the whole time. This should have been the teaser this whole time, but they didn't show it because it's all they had. It's like they knew they knew they gave away the ending. They knew that we knew. They knew it's like from friends. They didn't know we know we know they know. We knew that they didn't go to the wedding because it's been all over social media. What's that BravoCon, the whole deal? So they're like, okay, we only have the only secret we've got left is this fight that occurs at the finale. Yet we all kind of heard about that, too. But like they should have been showing this footage because that footage was kind of riveting. But it's still not a finale fight does not a season make. So. Like we've we've been hoodwinked, bamboozled. Okay. All right. Well, well, let me do a little a little light hate recapping of this past episode of Jersey, and I'm definitely going to be getting into Summer House because, oh boy, if you've been if you've been following along this whole season, I've been doing a pretty decent job of seeing both sides of this equation with Lindsay and Danielle. But, um, oof. uh, yeah, I did. If, if you guys haven't seen it already, I, I did. I know I don't say I like to watch previews, but I'm so over the, this season. I'm over Jersey. I'm over all of it that I'm already, I'm like watching all the previews. I'm like, wrap it up. Let's go. So I did watch the preview for next week's summer house. By the way, if you hear my dog barking, um, I'm not putting the dogs away this time. I'm just letting them bark because my sister and brother-in-law went camping. And I'm, listen, I know dogs are resilient and don't have the same feelings that humans do. 
but I'm convinced that they do and they get sad and I don't feel like putting them away in the room where I normally put them to keep them from interrupting the audio because they're sad. Although I'm sure they would be fine, but still. So I'm going to let them go ahead and bark here and there. So if you hear them barking, I'm just going to go with it today. Okay. Because they, they looked too sad when I went out to be like, okay, guys, let's go in the room. They just looked to me like, really? And I said, no, it's fine. It's fine. Worst disciplinarian. I am the problem. Um, what was I saying? It doesn't matter. I watched the preview. That's what it, I watched the preview for Summer House. And, um, it, the I I have some thoughts on that that isn't as favorable towards Lindsay and Carl, but this last episode, I got nothing good to say about Danielle because girl, what the fuck? Okay, um, all right, let's get into it. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. You fool. That's my opinion! I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. This is a very loose recap. I'm I, I'm not doing my usual jersey, like my usual recap of like where I go scene by scene, because we already know, all right? <laughs> we already fucking know. I'm going to give, I'm going to, my, my, my talking points, how I'm going to handle it. Loved the dinner with the Catanias, if we're going to call them that. Not for long though, because Polly's going to be proposing. And I think Frank was like, you are? Because I got Brittany here who I've been stringing along for years. But it was um, funny to see Frank realize like, oh, Polly's a whole person and not just some... I don't know what he had in his head, but I liked Brittany asking if Polly spoke English when he came to America. Said a lot, didn't it? So we got that resolved. That was cute. When Louie and Teresa are doing like wedding planning stuff, he calls his mom to see if his mom wants to do a dance. Did you hear him call her, you sexy thing? I'm not going to harp on it too much. Just thought it was a little funny. But the text message between Melissa and Teresa, I'd like to read these because. Okay. So what I see on screen is uh, something about the rehearsal dinner, right? Hi, this is from Melissa. Hi. No, we cannot. I didn't know who that text was. I just got it today. Uh, and then so she goes, so you're not coming to either rehearsal dinner or brunch, Melissa. No, I didn't know anything about it until today. I have another party on Sunday. And the night before that, the kids all rented a house in LB. We will be down there picking them up. We are only around on the wedding day. That's the day I kept clear. 
Teresa, okay, just letting you know if you would have RSVP'd to your wedding invitation, all the information was there. You know, like, come on, Melissa. Well, she so she didn't RSVP to the wedding invitation? That's number one. She didn't RSVP to the wedding invitation. I don't think Melissa wanted to go to this wedding. I don't think that's a big gotcha anyway. The gotcha, though, might be is did Joe know that? Did Joe not want to go? Or is this just, is he, is, my question is, is Joe using Melissa as a scapegoat? Or does he equally not want to be involved in Teresa's life? Because it seemed on Watch What Happens Live, I think I saw someone on YouTube comment this, and I might be like kind of stealing your your comment. Um, but on Watch What Happens Live, when Joe was like, we're family, it's never done, we're family, Melissa being like, we're done, it's over, and Joe saying the opposite. Is it Melissa being done, Joe not being on the same page? Like, would Joe not be done and Melissa's done? Because that's possible they're two different people. But so they didn't RSVP to the wedding invitation. And it's true. You do get like information there. Ooh, that reminds me of my sister's wedding invitation. Um, so not going to the wedding, like, was that really your plan? Because if it was your plan, that's a thing, you know, that's a thing. It's seeming like she didn't even want to go because also, don't you know, there's like a rehearsal dinner, I guess. So if you're not in the wedding, like if you're just a guest, why would she block that out? So if she's just a guest, why would she block that out? And is that like a thing? Is that like a choice she made? Oh, hey, look, guess what? I just realized I don't care. Okay. Guess what? I don't fucking care. Wow. I am so over this. My brain literally just stopped and went, what are we doing? What are we fucking doing? I don't care. I really don't care. Okay. Joe Judice actually called Louie though. I found this interesting to tell him not to let Joe Gorga get in between them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to say as much as Teresa is also part of the, her picker is off because why is Louie so red? What is happening there? Like the, a human being should not be that red year round. Is that, is that a health issue? Or is he just bacon every single day with no sunscreen on? Like that's not a normal color. This is a, like, I am concerned. But um, Joe Gorga really lives in a place of being the victim. Real bad, real hardcore. So this is now second time, second, second man. But again, I mean, I don't really like saying that Joe Judice is some sort of like sage advice giver. Moving on. I'm moving on. Uh, Danielle has a scene with her mom where they really get into the fact that her brother is, the mom is out and Danielle is out. He doesn't want to fix it. And he's cut his mom out because his mom was siding with Danielle. I'm still not understanding this. Still not getting it. Jen, once again, has a scene where this is a sweet scene. She gets her brother and his wife an apartment or Bill and Jen do. And she gets a chance to talk to her brother about Bill not wanting to go to therapy. And once again, Jen gives us the line, 
I don't want us to get to a place of no return. And when one person's doing the work of two people, it can't be sustained. And I'm like, dude, where's this story going? Where is this journey going? Because this, these are big words coming from Jen about Bill. And I like the words because they're very powerful words. But like, does Bill really not realize what she's fucking saying? Bill? Hello? Get it together, Bill. Wake up. She's she's saying it, it like she's, she's telling it to you. The Fudas. I think I would like to, I kind of want to redact my statement, maybe, about this being a storyline. Maybe. Maybe. Um... It just doesn't it, – it, it does feel like out of nowhere this has happened now that cameras are up and running. But it does look like Jaden does not want his birth mom – like he looked scared when they said his birth mom could be contacted. Like he looked real freaked out. And Jaden does really want um, to be adopted by by Rachel. So I don't I don't want to miscategorize – Rachel is just purely opportunistic and doing this for camera time because she clearly is his mom and he loves her very much and he seems like a wonderful kid and they do seem like a really good family. It just gave me the icks and my feathers were ruffled about it like, okay, I mean... It it just, it felt a little too soon maybe to be getting to know this. I'm like, wow. So just coincidentally, cameras are up and you're on this show and you just happen to now be wanting to adopt him. But um, it does seem like they have a genuinely wonderful relationship. And he does genuinely not have a relationship with his mother. The look of fear on his face, I felt really bad for him. When they were like, she may contact you. And he's like, what do I do? We get a little bit of, as people are getting ready, we get a a little flashback of Danielle talking to Margaret at the bridal party, at Teresa's bridal party, about Laura. And she's like, what did you do to her? She is coming after you. And, okay, when Laura Laura was on, I don't remember what, what um, I think it might have been all about the Real Housewives when Laura was <laughs> telling her story. It it's not a huge, uh, like, monumental thing. It was clearly a culmination of things. Uh, and like I said, Laura is a very very. Maybe you didn't hear me say this, but I've said before. Listening to her podcast episode, she's very boring. When she tells a story, you're like, I'm sorry, I was tuning out. What did you say? Like, she's very boring. It was something about during Christmas time, Laura was alone. She was supposed to spend time with Margaret. Margaret kind of ditched her, something like that. I'm very much getting it wrong, but it was something that didn't sound like huge. But Laura was like, I'm doing the math here with Margaret, and she's just not a good friend to me. So, you know, things happen like that. And she starts adding all the stuff up, and there we go. But Jen tells Bill that Laura leaked the personal text from the friend group 
saying that there's a snake in the group because a snake is repeating what she said. I didn't follow that. Was she saying that that's Jen? And then Jen says, Teresa's like, I need to know why Melissa didn't go after Margaret last year. Does she have something on her? And Laura was like, she does. And I'm like, are we, is this out of order? Like, are you just now telling Bill this? Are we bringing this up again? Like, Jen, what are we doing here? This is like bad storytelling. Because is, is she just catching up Bill? I don't know. I got real lost and confused. I'm like, does Bill seriously not know this rumor yet? Had he seriously not heard this shit about Melissa till now? And then we cut over to Danielle and Nate. Why the fuck would Danielle tell Melissa what's happening? Why? Because Danielle begged and begged and begged Jen to say what was said. And then now she's like, I feel too burdened with this information. So I have to tell Melissa, you? And it's like, don't kill the messenger. You know, Margaret is the problem. Danielle, what are you doing? What the fuck? How is this your place? Like, how... What are you doing? But it is kind of, okay, so now that I've gotten that out of the way, it is kind of brilliant because she's going in like ignorant, like not getting how it works. So she's going in thinking she's doing this good deed. Meanwhile, everyone's like, yeah, we know. We know that Margaret's a snake and that's why Margaret's going to get so pissed off because it's like, this isn't how it works around here, sweetie. And I'm interested to see how Melissa handles it. She's going to, of course, blame Teresa. We all know who else going to go. Um, they're always going to blame Teresa and Jen. They kind of have a reason. They can blame Jen at this point. Teresa hasn't got her hands dirty, but Jen has. They should get mad at Jen for bringing it up on camera. But this is just so clunky. It's like Jersey, they don't have, they're not really good schemers. So this is just all over the place. So like Danielle gets this tea from Jen and Jen's like, I really shouldn't say anything. This happened to me last year. But Margaret said that Melissa was making out in the backseat of a car with a guy. But I don't want to say anything. You have a family. <laughs> Fuck, you just said it. Then you're going to repeat it again to Bill on camera. Then Danielle's going to repeat it to her mom, repeat it to Nate, repeat it to someone else. Like, come on. And then there's the big final scene. Like, I'm literally almost done with this episode. Like, that is how little I want to get into this. Oops. Dropped my pencil. Um, Teresa and Louis. Louis is insulted by the fact that... And I kind of thought it was a little ridiculous, too. They're insulted when they say that Teresa was miserable. Look at you. You're miserable. I'm like, is she? I don't... I feel like, if anything, she seems very not miserable. But that was what really offended Louie. And here's what Louie says. You know why someone says you're miserable? Because they don't want to see you happy. They would rather see you a broken down woman because then it's like you need him. It's very true. But is that what you're doing to Teresa? But if a man has to say to his sister, you're miserable, it's because he's miserable. 
your brother is devilishly calculated about everything he does. It's disgusting. I mean, is he wrong? You know, is he, is he wrong? But is Joe Gorga smart enough to be calculated? Here's what's exhausting, though, is that every episode I watch, I feel like I have to go look at all about the Real Housewives Instagram account, listen to their podcast so that I can get, like, the other side of the story. It's like every episode of Jersey, you then have to go to the after show. And I didn't didn't even bother watching the after show because I'm sick of this. It's a really annoying tactic, and it's a really not enjoyable viewing where – I can't just watch an episode. I have to go decipher what they're hinting at in the after show. And then thank God all about the Real Housewives has all of this information because they have text messages from Melissa saying that she wants to clear the air. If you go to her Instagram, you can see it. And she's like saying that everything's great. Let's move forward. Fresh slate. But then actually she doesn't mean that. And it's exhausting. It's, it's, this isn't, this isn't enjoyable. It's not fun to know that like, I can't just watch this show and like, that's it. I got to go pick through the after show and hear Teresa go, what you don't know is this. And then Melissa's going to say, actually it's this. And so I, I don't really, okay. And Teresa is like, babe, I'm not dealing with it anymore. I want peace. So what does that mean? What is, what is, so you don't want to, what does that mean? And Louis says, our lives have been peaceful because we haven't had them in our lives the last few weeks. And if people think they can keep on pushing you and pushing you, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. And I'm ready to react. And then this music cue comes in like intense. Like we can, like now Louis is even redder than normal. And Louis says, I want to talk to your brother like I want to talk to a rat in the street. I find him boring. (laughs) Like I wouldn't even share a cup of water with him. Why would you share one? It's disgusting. I've shown your brother nothing but sincerity and love. Hmm. Okay. I handed over to him verbally saying, you are the patriarch of this family, not me. Because, you know, maybe he feels threatened. Okay. Okay. Did he do that? Okay. The problem lies between his ears and no one else's. All right. I mean, that's not wrong. Tonight, I hope there's no fighting, everything, everyone is smiling and okay, because if we have to go down that road, you're not going to recognize me. It's scary what may happen tonight. And like, he's getting so intense and Teresa goes, okay, relax, relax. And he goes, relax. Do you know what, Teresa? This is dangerous because I'm not going to take this shit anymore. All right. Now, remember the end of last season? How weird he got? When he was like, let's go home to like our million dollar home and get on our jet. And remember he was saying weird stuff? I've watched you be a beautiful, be very, a very beautiful person at times. Naive, loving woman towards your brother. Forgiving him and letting everything go while he is gaslighting you. While he is manipulating you. Hmm. And as the man in your life, I don't want to be around that anymore. I don't even want your brother coming to our wedding. 
because I don't want that energy around a beautiful environment. And my mother, my two sisters, who I adore, I don't want them around this pig of an energy. Like, I don't want him at the wedding. I don't even want somebody wasting the flash in their camera on your brother and Melissa. So as he was saying these things, I was like, okay, I can feel people being like, see, Louis didn't even want them there. And I'm like, oh, God, can you blame him? Like, do they, they don't want to be there. They don't want to go. Like, let them off the fucking hook. Like, why does Teresa even want them there? Why, like, it's at this point, just, oh my God, it's so exhausting. But three, it's Teresa's like, it's my only brother. I'm like, you don't even like them. We hate, like, I just need them to break up, be done. I, I, cause I, like, I don't even care anymore. The, with the reunion, they get nowhere. Andy says they get nowhere. Andy's had a few people on Watch What Happens Live, like, that watch Bravo, like, celebrities. And they've gotten the question, you know, like, can the Judices, like, you know, whatever, make up or something and or the Gorgas or whatever. And they'll be like, they have to, they're family. And Andy will be like, oh, no, no. So if I, we're going to sit through another damn reunion the whole way through and watch them not resolve it, just so they yell at each other the whole time, not resolve it. I don't care. Like, I don't fucking care. What are they going to do? They're never going to like each other. Ever, ever, period. Go live your lives. Get off my television screen. I can't, I I don't want them there. It'll be so tense. No one will have any fun. Marge will just be like, has she talked to you yet? Has she said anything to you? It's just, you know what I mean? God. And then, he, and then Louis' line, if you saw me standing in a snake pit, would you pull me out of it? And Teresa goes, of course. I'm like, where did you think he was going with this? And then he goes, I'm pulling you out of the snake pit. Leave them in the snake pit because eventually they all get bit. I would like to see them separate for one reason only. Let's see what happens to Teresa and Louie without them. Because as of right now, it's like everything is kind of being blamed on them. So let's see what happens when they're not in their lives. I don't want to lose Teresa, though, on camera because I we need to keep an eye on Louie. We need to, we cannot lose. And honestly, Bravo loves the Gorgas. They love Joe and Melissa. Give them like a little special or something. Go on the vacation with the Gorgas or something. I don't fucking know because I know that's what the Bravo's freaking out. I don't know. They're freaking out. But what are they going to what are they going to do with the Gorgas? What what is what is Melissa gonna do to carry a show? <laughs> Sorry, but people like her. There's a the audience is fifty fifty split. There's a solution here somewhere. You know they could do something with Melissa. I'm sure the audience. There's enough people who love her and see her side in it. But I'm really worried to lose Teresa off our TV screens because we need to keep an eye on Louie. We really need to we need to watch him. I don't want to – if they go dark and get off our screens, ooh, I, we need to see what's happening there. We need to watch what the fuck he's doing with her because that no prenup thing uh, – because at least if we – at least if they're on camera, he can't get away with too much, you know? And also, how about this? If Teresa comes – if they come back without the Gorgas, let's see what Louis does then. Let's see, like, what will Louis keep getting in fights with people? Will he continue to alienate 
uh, Teresa? Will everyone continue to be the enemy? You know what I mean? Let's see how this goes. But I know that the, Bravo loves the Gorgas. They love Joe and Melissa. So, but we can't do this anymore. The consensus is even if you're on whatever side you're on, if doesn't matter what team, everyone agrees we can't do this civil war anymore. So next time we fu- next week we get the finale. Thank fucking God. It looks like some action happens and Mar- Marge is about to get all up in Danielle's face. I'm like, girl, I don't know if you want Drita because Danielle looks like she would just knock you out in one punch. Dolores goes, I've been around a fight in my day to know when it's going to escalate. And then Ter- Teresa goes, look at you. And Melissa, look at you. And she's running after Teresa. And Teresa's like, get off me. Get off me. And then Louis looks crazy. He's like, I don't give a fuck because I'm a winner. And his eyes are all big. And then and then he's like looking at the camera. He's like, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. And then Joe, you don't got to hold me back, Nate. I mean, this is all happening in, in Polly's fantastic condo or house or whatever they call that thing that 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 house that we've we've never seen a house like that on jersey no wonder the girls are so turned on but yeah so okay finally some action but i mean god brutal and the fucking reunion so there we go i did it all right recap done on to summer house Pay attention, please. I really wish I had known about this company when I was sending out all these gifts to my clients. Nuts.com is one of those companies where if you are someone who needs to send out client gifts, like client appreciation gifts, I find that to be one of the most challenging things in the world. Snacks are usually good, but I'm in Los Angeles. Some people are health nuts. Some people don't like chocolate. I don't know. It's it's just, it's tricky, right? Nuts.com is kind of perfect for this. You can do like cashews, gummy bears, olives, popcorn, saltwater taffy, trail mix, sesame sticks, dried fruits, chocolate covered espresso beans. Hi, you know? Okay, so now obviously that's for the gifts for those people. But don't you just also want to snack on those things? Mm. Because it's not just nuts that they have. It's not just gifts that they have. They are like a one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruits, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means that there's just something for everyone. Nuts.com offers plenty of gluten-free options, organic choices, and other diet-friendly products. Also would be something perfect if you know that your client has dietary restrictions, I'm just saying. So whether you're looking for something sweet, savory, or need to stock up on everyday cooking essentials, you're bound to find something to try. You can shop a la carte at any time too, or you can opt into hassle-free auto deliveries so you never run out of your favorite items. And if you are already stocked up on the things you want, they sell directly to businesses. And here's the thing, you snack with satisfaction, knowing that the quality is top priority at Nuts because they roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day that it ships. So they reach you deliciously fresh. Since 1929, they've been doing it the quote, old-fashioned way. 
One taste and you'll know the difference. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash she speaks. So go check out all the delicious options at Nuts.com slash she speaks. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's Nuts.com slash she speaks. Wait, what? As seen on this season of Summer House, it is really important to plan ahead and to educate yourself on your body if you even think for a second that you may want kids at some point. But this is why modern fertility is so brilliant. I have preached this a million times because to me, the thought of going to a fertility clinic, just that word clinic, that sounds horrifying to me. And it sounds expensive and it sounds like something I would never do. But modern fertility sounds like something I would do if I wanted children because you order it online, it comes to your house, you prick your finger, you mail that in with a prepaid label, and it's a way to test your fertility hormones at home. You get your personalized results within six business days. I don't even have to talk to anybody. I love that. This gives you insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, which is what we see Sierra and Amanda and Paige discussing on Summer House. Isn't it so now? It's so of the moment. Also other important factors that impact your fertility. And these results go deep into why every hormone is important and what it means. And you can download the results and take them into your doctor to review together. Love that. Again, traditional hormone testing can cost like $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks, you get $20 off your test. Hello. Plus, you can get reimbursed through the FSA slash HSA. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. That means the test will only cost you $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. Modernfertility.com slash she speaks. Don't activate me because you've not seen me activate it. <sighs> Summer house. So, um, okay. Like, all right. So, okay. I'm, um, I think it's pretty clear by now that I'm trying very hard to see all sides. And I'm going to start I'm going to start where I can, I'm going to start seeing Danielle's side. Okay, I'm going to start here. I'm going to start there. While I don't see that Carl would have said in, in the conversation he had with her um, after he said, I'm shopping for rings and she screamed into a pillow. I don't see him saying in that conversation, like, oh, okay, well, um, also I'm going to propose. Here's the plan. I can see um, him maybe going up to her at some point and saying, look, I know you and Lindsay aren't cool, but we're such good friends, Danielle, that I feel weird not telling you that I'm about to propose. Like, this is when it's happening. Please don't say anything. Please don't ruin it. Um, But this is the situation. So 
I can see her being like, wow, I really am not included or considered a friend. Because I think that Carl, again, said this before, Carl's forgetting that he's Danielle's friend. He's her friend, too. Like, you've known Danielle, admittedly, longer than anybody. Danielle is, um, I'm sorry, Carl is very much trying to not fuck up with Lindsay. That's totally what's happening, for sure. He knows that he needs to get this done right. And no matter what Lindsay says, she knew it was coming. Not exactly when, but she knew it had to have been in the in the works. You know, they it's I don't think that they're going too fast by any means. It just makes I guess sense. Okay, when I heard it, like when it was announced that they got engaged, it did feel a little like, oh shit, really? Like already? Um but as soon as that wore off seconds later, I was like, I mean, I guess it totally makes sense. Like she wants marriage, she wants babies, like she knows what she wants. So why are they waiting? And they seem like endgame. So Lindsay's just this person. Like this is what Lindsay's wanted. And I can't picture them not doing that. So why not now? Okay, so that's that's out of the way. I I gave I gave Danielle that. When Kyle tells them that right now Carl's proposing and Danielle gets upset like she does. My gut reaction, my instinctual empathetic intuition if you will was that she realized that she pushed herself away from them and she's been left out and they moved on without her life moved on without her like her not being in a good place with them doesn't matter her not like her not getting along with Lindsay is the least of Lindsay's concerns because well Carl still went and did this whole proposal engagement thing and it's pretty much over at this point I think I think that's kind of how she felt and It doesn't have to be that way. I'm just trying to understand why it feels like such a betrayal when she knows that she was on such bad terms with them, with Lindsay, and also that she, last she spoke to Carl, said, you don't think you're moving too fast and screamed into a pillow and all this stuff. Maybe they cut a bunch of stuff out. Maybe they ended the conversation in a different place. And I'm realizing that is very possible. That is totally possible. I'm just wondering why there isn't an ounce of her that is like, fuck, man, I feel bad that Carl really thought I 
wouldn't have supported it at all just because I was a little worried that they were moving too fast. Because if you really were just a little worried they're moving too fast, and that's it. I was just I was just saying, I was just saying I was a little worried you're moving too fast. Then this should be a good thing. Then you should be just happy for them. Right? Right? But instead, it's like, oh my God. So now they really are engaged. And my opinion on this doesn't matter. Therefore, it's done. Because my, like, if if I was feuding with a friend and they got engaged, I wouldn't be mad at that friend. I would speak to Carl, who was probably so fucking nervous. I would know all this. Like, when Kyle says that, it would be like, 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 it's not Lindsay's fault, right? It's like, Carl didn't tell me. Carl didn't tell me. And then Kyle would have been like, he was so fucking nervous. It, I'm sure it was just because he didn't know what to do with you and, you know, Lindsay not getting along. And at no point is she just like, I'm so happy for them, though. Like, I'm so fucking happy for them, though. Because if you really were just a little concerned that they were moving too fast, but you really still were happy for them and wanted them to be happy, wouldn't that override what you're feeling? You know? Because, like, it's feeling like you really do think they're moving too fast and you're not happy for them. You know? That's what it's feeling like. I'm I'm just struggling to understand it. I am. And I get I do understand the hurt. I do understand feeling left out. I feel like she's she's like, wow, I am not their friend anymore. But you kind of chose that. Like you have allowed this distance with Lindsay to continue because you feel she owes you more. That's also fair. I think I've made enough arguments in Danielle's favor at this point for you guys to understand that I see Danielle's side in this whole scope of things. So I don't feel like I have the energy to continue to like give the neutral both sides of things. If you want that, if you want those opinions, go back to all my other summer house episodes where I give you those right now. I'm just, I'm just trying. I cannot understand how, and Maya's there to co-sign this Maya and Sierra and Paige, but Paige is like kind of lighter on it. Maya is there to hug her. Like Danielle is sobbing. I didn't know anything and she's Maya's got Sierra on the phone the fact that the the way they like the way Maya ran to the phone to call Sierra to be like guess who's fucking engaged it's like whoa you all really think this relationship is fucking bullshit no doubt about it now like you all really don't think this is real thank god there's Andrea and Sam inside because 
they're excited. I didn't really get a read on Gabby. It seemed like Gabby was kind of just sticking by Danielle. D- Gabby did not weigh in. They didn't even cut. They didn't give Gab- a Gabby confessional response. Nothing. So I am curious as to why that is. Um, I'm very curious actually as to why that is. But Andrea loves love, so I'm not surprised Andrea's super happy about it. Kyle is really fucking happy about it. Kyle's all about it. Kyle's so proud of Carl for doing it and is super supportive. And Chris is excited, but I don't think he really counts because he's like, I'm new. I don't know. I'm going to go take the pictures or something. But Maya running out to call Sierra like it's some shitty gossip thing, like, Guess who's fucking engaged? Like, ugh. What? Why is it not... Oh, Why is it so fake to you guys? I don't get it. Like, Lindsay's a lot. I get that. Like, the way Lindsay loves feels very inauthentic. There's just something about Lindsay that she's just so much. And you're like, is this real? But it is. It's how Lindsay is. It's just who she is. But how is this weird? Like, how is it not making sense? They live together. They, what are we expecting him? Are we expecting them not? Well, I I mean, look, though, there are red flags in the relationship. Sure. Just like any relationship. I guess it's because they won't let anyone into their relationship. Maybe that's what it is. No one's allowed to penetrate that relationship. No one's allowed to get in there, ask questions without them being defensive, as where Kyle and Amanda's relationship was very accessible, maybe to a fault, but it still was accessible. And I it's I can't believe I'm looking at their Kyle and Amanda's relationship now and going, wow, their relationship doesn't look so bad. Because it doesn't. It do, It looks more like grounded and he doesn't seem to be getting so drunk and crazy. Or if he does, Amanda doesn't seem to be so upset about it. I don't know. It's like they're a whole different couple now. It's very weird because I swear last year I was like, get a divorce. Um, I am j- the, the way this group is handling this. I am so fucking confused. And then Sierra's like, what do you mean they're engaged? This is just like weird to me. How? What are we missing? Maya goes, I think everyone is definitely in a state of shock. Why? And Sierra's confessional, Paige and I could be in the biggest fight of our lives, but if Craig proposed and didn't tell me, and then this just further proves that they don't give a fuck about Danielle. Okay, does it? All right. Well, I mean, we can't count Lindsay. Unless unless they're trying to say that they think Lindsay really planned it. And I don't I don't though. I you could tell Carl <laughs> planned it. You could tell Carl planned it, surprised her with it, and that's why he took himself to the damn hospital. But why are they so against this? Why is this so weird? How is Danielle? I get being regretful that, you know, I hate that we were on bad terms and I couldn't have been someone you clued in. But all of that doesn't go away because when you see your friend so happy 
you don't want to pull Carl aside maybe and be like, I'm so happy. I'm so fucking bummed that you didn't want to tell me about this. Like, I like hate that you didn't tell me. But like, it's a surprise. I. And listen, I am the most forgiving person. I really am. I like to forgive and move on unless once I hit a max though, once I maxed out or you've done enough things that you don't actually like actually follow through on, I will be, I will keep clocking it. But if Danielle were to say I really overreacted and made that about the wrong thing, I'm going to, I'm moving on. I'm letting it go. I'm just, she's, (laughs) she can't, she's made it all about her. All about her. And then she's she's crying to Nate, the the, e, the co-EP. And she's like, and now I have to go to this engagement party. And Nate's like, you don't have to go. She's like, I mean, I have to go. I would hate myself if I didn't go. Okay, so there's a part of you in there that realizes this is a very special moment. Very special thing. But then she's like, I can do it. 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 Like she's really having to hype herself up. It's like, you're not pulling yourself out of this at all. At all. Hmm. And then they get to Dockers. And one of the friends asked Danielle if she showed her the ring yet, or if someone showed her the ring yet. And Danielle now is talking to multiple people about how she didn't know about this, including Danya. And Danya is the friend. You could Danya is the friend. You could tell Danya is the friend of Lindsay's. Like you can just Danya's energy is a lot, and you could tell she's that bitch for Lindsay, right? Like she's like that's my girl. And Danya, she, Danielle asks, "When did you find out about this?" And Danya says, three days ago." And Danielle goes, "Oh well, I found out about it an hour ago, when Kyle told me." And it's like, and Danya goes, "Well, look, like I had to." fly here like that's why I found out you know and Danielle goes can I tell you in my heart of hearts that I don't deserve what is going on right now but I'm trying to put on a good face so oh I'm having an epiphany okay so Danielle it's like what I said or it's like what I said maybe last week Danielle's like I'm getting cut out of a narrative my narrative my storyline has been I support Lindsay I'm friends with Carl and now I'm cut out. They they don't give a fuck about me. I'm basically cut out of their version of their storyline on the show. But like you've already proven that you can hang with the other girls. You can hang with Chris. You've got your, you've already done that. And so, but then so okay, Danya hears her sees what's happening, and she goes D. This is the best day of Lindsay's life. The way Danya's doing the hand gestures, I'm like, oh, this bitch is like. And Danielle goes, and I'm trying to put on a good face. And Danya's like, you have to. You have to snap out of it. It's the best day of her life. Come on. I'm like, oh, she's definitely Lindsay's friend. And Danielle goes, don't do that to me. Do not do that to me. And now I'm like, oh, Danielle. You're fucking crossing a line. This is not cool. 
you are now being told to snap out of it. And that's not snapping you out of it. But I get it. I get it. You're so in your feelings. You're so blinded by your feelings that you're about to, you're about to act up. You are about to act because she's like, I'm, and Danya goes, you can't make, you can't make it about that right now. And Danielle is like gritted teeth. She's like, I'm telling you because I haven't seen you. It is so bad that Maya and Paige are like, ooh, this is not good. She should not be doing that here. It's not fair to Lindsay and Carl. Even Maya. Okay. Maya and Paige. Okay. They're like, reel it in. Reel it in. Cut back over to Danielle. She's now crying. That's so fucked up. She's crying. That I'm like, this is really, really, un- this is, this is so bad. Like, come correct, please. Come correct on this. Because I, I'm, I know I'm being really harsh. I know. And I usually can be a little bit more neutral. But I'm like, I'm. my jaw was on the floor. Like, I could not believe what I was watching. Because I really thought that it was going to be something different that happened. However, I saw the preview for next week and I was like, oh shit. Okay. I get it. Like I get, I get, okay, hold on. Let me, let me go back to being more neutral. Hold on. I get it. Like it's a runaway train this season. Lindsay came in and was like, we are not going to have a season where Lindsay and Carl look bad. We're not going to talk about her shit on camera. We're going to be the happy couple and you better get on board and that's it. And Danielle's confused why she's basically been cut out because she had something to say about it. Well, Lindsay did the math and you filmed a couple scenes with the wrong people about this relationship and you voiced your opinions and that didn't sit right with her. And Lindsay is savage and you see how savage she gets. And she cuts people out clearly when they don't, when they don't play by her rules. Um, especially when it comes to this, this is the fairy tale Lindsay needs to have. Okay. Lindsay's going to have it, but still you are, it's like this, you are playing this so incorrectly. This is so rude for a, like socially unacceptable. How about that? And then Lindsay and Carl come in and write, I don't know if they just cut to this, but right as they're coming in, you they cut over to Danielle going, this is the last straw girl and it's so Lindsay cries when she hugs her dad and it makes Maya cry and Danielle and Kyle give her this like group hug Lindsay gives Danielle a very cold greeting I I lived for Lindsay trying to tell Lexi and someone else that she didn't know had no idea it was happening and Paige they cut to her confessional where she's like she wore shoulder pads to the beach she curled her hair. It's everything I said last week. We've never seen Lindsay have her hair done like this. Okay. And I love the way they cut to her. She's like, what's happening? What's going on? Girl. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, and, but, and Paige said exactly what I said. It's, it's okay if you have a hint that it's coming. It's totally fine. It's not like, I don't think it's even normal anymore to be completely surprised by an engagement because if you know what plan you guys are on, like this is my goal, it's probably really difficult to totally surprise someone. So she figured it out. She knew. She knew it was coming. 
but not like exactly. Just like if you start in your head kind of doing the math, like we're going to go get firewood ahead of time. Mm, okay. Let me just, in case, even if, if it's not, that's fine. If it's not, then I just look really pretty for this bonfire. They cut, at one point you see Danielle, they say like, oh, Danielle isn't crying. And she, they cut over and she's like arranging, uh, it looks like maybe toast, like champagne glasses that are filled up halfway for a toast. And I'm like, oh, that is so a sign of anxiety where you're like, I need to do something. So Kyle pulls Carl aside and genuinely, I feel like he genuinely is so happy for him, so proud of him. And he's like, I don't want the issues that we've had earlier this summer to cloud my happiness for you. Like, I really am happy for you, for Lindsay, but I want to let you know that Danielle's reaction was emotional and she's hurt that she was left in the dark. And I could tell Carl feels bad. Like, it's the last thing he thought of. Carl is so proud he pulled this off. Like, so much coordinating went into this. And he feels bad that she's hurt. But he says, given the way things have gone down with Danielle and Lindsay, I just wanted them to work things out. Okay, there's that. They get back to the house and like everybody from the bonfire comes back and Paige calls Craig and I didn't like how much she relished in Danielle being sad about the engagement, which is kind of Maya like giggles devilishly about it too. I'm like, you guys sound mean and you are like, you don't sound like nice people right now. You're like, you're either, too, you're too happy that Danielle was upset and you're I, Maya's Maya's not doing it for me at all this season. Why is she so happy that Danielle's upset? She like laughs at Danielle when Danielle comes in. Hmm. I mean, I'm happy that Danielle has somebody to go to, but the next day, Lindsay and Carl are her plan. They plan some little like beach day with these funny outfits and they go to the beach and set things up before everybody gets there. So Carl talks to Lindsay about Danielle. Carl's already kind of pissed. And he's like, I let her know that I was ring shopping. And I'm like, okay, so he's acknowledging like, it's not like I didn't let her know this was coming. And I want to, let's harp on that. So he let like, he's like, I let her know I'm ring shopping. She screams into a pillow. If she's aware that this is the direction that things are going, So okay, let, let me let me put myself let me put myself in these shoes. It's hard to because I don't I don't have anyone in my life I can kind of relate this to cuz when my be- when one of my best friends got engaged, um they didn't like no one he, neither two of them, two of them got proposed to. They didn't the guys didn't tell me and I wouldn't have ever I wouldn't have been upset about it. But if I was on the outs with them, with that friend and they didn't tell me, but it's different. They're on a TV show. You see, this is a very different thing. There's filming involved and I'm guessing that's the part that's really upsetting. Still like, he's like, I told her I was ring shopping. And so I, I, my brain is like, I can't compute it. I'm really, 
I'm trying so, 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 so hard to see Danielle's side in this because she feels so justified in her feelings. And I have been pretty damn good at understanding her side, but I'm re- I, I'm really struggling. And obviously, Lindsay's like, Dan, she's so pissed. Because for Lindsay, she's like, no one is ruining this for me. I feel like Lindsay lacks all compassion at this point for anybody but herself. So I'm not going to really look to Lindsay for any kind of anything. Because nothing is going to ruin this for Lindsay. This was Lindsay's plan from the start of this season. We will be getting engaged by the end of this season. That was her fucking plan. Carl probably knew that to some extent. So she's like, Danielle, of all people, should know why she wasn't included. And she's like, you don't know anybody anything, okay? So they they play they play sports on the sand. I remember going to, I think it was 4th of July. I went to um, the beach with my sister and some friends. And there was this huge group of hot people playing games on the sand. And I remember being like, ugh. Just lay on the beach like normal people. And that's them. That's what they're doing. Sam and Corey have a cute talk about where their relationship is going. And I'm just like, Sam, you can do better, but okay, fine. Gabby managed to pull something off that I don't really think we've ever had on on TV, on Bravo. She goes on a blind date that didn't make me want to crawl into a hole and cover my eyes. It wasn't cringe. And I give that to Matt, the guy, and also to Gabby. You know, it wasn't too bad. Amanda talks to Kyle about her test results, and it is it is such a relief. She finds out that her estrogen levels are really low, and so she's going to go to an endocrinologist. Did I say that right? Uh, it is It is a relief when you finally do get a diagnosis, when something's wrong, and it's like, oh my god, I'm not just crazy, something's wrong, and we can fix it. Um, so I'm happy for her because all of us, she is so, so thin and doesn't look well. And so good to know that we have a solution. Craig and Paige drive up to the house the last weekend. Craig is like, man, everyone's in different stages of their relationships right now, huh? Lindsay and Carl just got engaged. Corey and Sam are starting to date. Me and you are. And Paige interrupts and goes, chillin'. And Craig's like, well, you know, we're working towards taking our two life courses and blending them into one collective course. And Paige goes, you sound like an infomercial. She has. okay. so like, do you not want to like what's happening, Paige? Do you not at all want to consider committing to this man? It's sounding like it. I was like, oh, I have high hopes for this thing. But it's like she doesn't want, does she not want him to move to New York after all? Because it's sounding like that's the idea. Like at the, at Sierra's one year New York anniversary party thing, she said something about how she doesn't think Craig would really do so well in New York, actually. And I was like, oh, so you don't want him to move there? And now she's saying like she's doing basically everything she can to avoid talking about next steps especially on camera so and maybe this is why i like craig with Paige because he's so insecure (laughs) keeps him in his place you know robert and danielle they are now at the house so robert is there and robert is not too happy with the tall man, the tall gentleman, 
And he gives Lindsay and Carl a very cold greeting when he sees them. And Paige's theory, tells Danielle, is that Carl is afraid of pissing Lindsay off. And he, she, and he knew that if Carl had involved Danielle, it would have made her mad. And I kind of think that's true. I also think that genuinely Carl was so concerned with just like pulling off the surprise and he just assumed that like Danielle wouldn't want to know. Like, I think that then in, in his mind, when he told Danielle he was shopping for rings and she screamed into a pillow, he was like, okay, well, all right, then I, I guess I won't like clue you in. There is an element of it, though, again, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to try my best, that he could have maybe said, like, Danielle, I know things are really fucking weird right now, but I am going to propose, and I'm going to do it on camera. You know? Because it's not like they only have conversations on camera. He could have texted her, maybe, or something. So I'll give her that. The blindsidedness of it is that... um, I just feel like I'm missing so much because it's maybe I maybe I just answered my question. Maybe I am missing that element of it. Hmm. But Lindsay, oh, she's done. I have zero interest. Oh, she is like full on Lindsay, like head, neck rolling. I have zero interest in talking to Danielle this weekend. I spent all week talking to my friends who came out last weekend who told me in detail all the things she said to them where she complained to them about me getting engaged to Carl. You acted a fucking fool. You made my entire engagement about you. That was just the icing on top of what you did all summer. Not only are you not my best friend anymore, you're not my friend. As Andy said, I would hate to be on your bad side. Carl talks to Kyle. And he's like, look, I didn't go out of my way to not tell Danielle. Like, that's his thing. He's like, it wasn't like I was like, I'm not telling Danielle, which is what Paige is accusing him of doing. And his confessional is so sweet, but also... Sad. <laughs> He's like, I've known Danielle longer than anyone in the house. Uh, I do want to extend an olive branch, but I also understand that we're hurt too, and maybe some space might be good. We're hurt. Lindsay's hurt, and I am now weeing us. We're, we're hurt. Yeah. Kyle, though, like hearing the way Carl's talking about it, Kyle's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let me just stop you right now. If you're going to talk to her the way you're talking to me right now, like, this is going to, this may be some breaking points in these friendships. Like, like, this isn't good. Why did Lindsay make this pineapple cake? She was so determined. She walked right in, made this cake, and it was done. So they get dressed to go out to the Capri place. It's so fabulous and chic. Uh, okay, they get there and Paige tries on Lindsay's ring. It's a really quick shot, but she turns around and she shows Craig. Craig. <laughs> they ju- it's just this shot of Craig's face and he's like, who is he? <laughs> he looks crazy. Craig looks insane. Okay, but Robert pulls Carl aside. 
Danielle's like on standby. And so Robert starts with asking why he didn't come to her. And it's like, it's almost embarrassing for her. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. And Carl goes, I guess, but I, I didn't tell the girls in the house. And Robert's like, well, see that phrase though. Like Danielle isn't just a girl in the house. She took a glass to the chest for Lindsay. She was there for the Stravies. She was there when things didn't go right with you guys. So it's almost like her happy ending is almost as important for Danielle as it is for Lindsay. All right. Well, A, this sounds like something that Danielle has said to him, which is, you know, this is great. Having your man stick up for you is a really great feeling. I was really confused by um, Carl's inability to take this in. Um, it was it was odd that he had a hard time hearing this, and it wasn't just like you know I should maybe I should have. I just was really worried that she wouldn't be supportive. But he he was like Carl's having a hard time processing emotions. I feel like this is sort of a sign of. His lack of, you know, emotional progress, maybe like not drinking is just the first part, right? Like he's still learning how to cope with stuff. And this was not what he expected in this happy ending phase of the season. This was supposed to be the part where everyone was happy for them. And it's not going so well. And he's, they haven't even seen Robert. And Robert is literally just there to have this conversation. Which is odd, right? And Robert continues, he goes, I understand they've been going through so much, but it's just like to throw it all away. Big statement. Because they're having an uncomfortable summer. Like, this is one of the biggest days in yours, is, in yours and Lindsay's life. And carl's like and i feel bad that she was upset man but danielle has still had a lot to say about me and Lindsay's relationship and there's just been a lot of things that i haven't been as comfortable sharing with danielle about me and Lindsay. that's valid but robert says if you don't feel comfortable talking about it with like her best friend is that about their relationship or is it about I don't even want to say it, but is it about your relationship? Whoa. Okay, so Danielle has been saying clearly to Robert that they're not having the real conversations. They're not willing to talk about what's really going on in their relationship. And all I'm doing is trying to have the real conversations and they don't want to have it. And that's why I've been out. That's why I've been kicked out of this relationship. And so Carl, all Carl just said is that he wasn't comfortable sharing that he was going to propose to Lindsay because of the stuff she's been saying to him about the relationship or saying about the relationship. And Robert has flipped that into, well, does that say something about uh, Lindsay's relationship with Danielle or does that say something about your relationship with Lindsay? Yo. And Carl goes, I just haven't told Danielle anything really at all this summer about our relationship just because of the tension between the two of them. And I get why Danielle is hurt. I do. 
And Robert goes, I don't want to shed a cloud over the engagement, but quite frankly, you're just two people that got engaged that we knew one time. And Carl says, I need a break. And he walks off. And yeah, and then he's like, no fucking cameras. And Kyle goes to find him and Danielle goes over to Robert. Uh, yeah. I. It, it's got it. It's, it's something to do with filming. It has to. That, that's the that's the impact is that like you totally left Danielle out of this storyline, I'm guessing. But I really I. OK, but here's what happens next in the preview for next week. When Lindsay sees, find, finds where Carl is, Kyle's doing a pretty good job of comforting. And Kyle's even like, because Carl's all upset. He's like, now I did, I, this, I did the biggest thing in my life and it was this great thing and now it's bad and now I did something wrong and now blah. And, and Kyle goes, look, dude, every single thing I have done, every when I propose, every business I've started, like everyone has scrutinized everything I've done. It's just part of it. That's what people are going to do. And I kind of thought that was important. Like, Carl, buck up, dude. That's what people do here. We're on TV. This is what the group does. Everyone at this. This is what we, this is welcome to the show. And I even said that a few episodes ago. Like, this is not a new concept that a relationship gets scrutinized all the time. That's what Paige and Craig, when Craig came on the show, that's what happened to them too. That's what this is just that's the point of a relationship. You don't get exempt from it just because you don't want it. That's what happens. Right. And Kyle gives him a little bit of that reality check. But then Carl's really upset. Well, then out comes Lindsay. And as soon as Lindsay hears something happen, she's like, let's go. Let's go to our real friends. They're over at the whatever club. And Kyle gets really offended. Kyle's like, oh, I'm not a real friend. I'm out here with him. And she's like, whatever. And she's. It just became very clear to me that she is controlling this shit. She doesn't even want, she doesn't really want to film. She's not friends with these people and she's not, to be honest. And this was the plan. The plan was she is going, they are going to have a happy fucking ending no matter what. I don't know how they come back next season. I really don't. I, I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but someone said they have to film their wedding. They have to do their wedding season. I don't know how they do it. Who's who wants? I don't want to watch them get married with this group of people. That would be terrible. God, they're going to handle them horribly because this is awful. Like, I, mm -mm. it's too uncomfortable. Like, is it? Can you just put Lindsay on on Housewives and then they do the wedding there? Like, I'll watch that. Because, but here's the other thing though. I know we keep saying, let's put Lindsay on housewives so that they don't have to deal with the scrutiny. We are savage to the housewives relationships. We don't let these relationships get away with anything. You, we think it's bad on summer house. Are we forgetting how we treat housewives? You don't get away with shit on housewives. So what are we doing constantly with Lindsay? Why do we keep saying that they, that Lindsay and Carl deserve this bubble? They're not going to get a bubble no matter where they go. If they're going to fight and we're going to see it, we're going to see it. We're going to talk about it. They don't get to be a couple on reality TV in any capacity and get away with it. Lindsay doesn't get to get away with lying to the audience just because we feel protective of her. This is just what we do. But, and I was also thinking like if she goes on Housewives and they don't like her, what do we do then? Do we keep constantly saying that it's like, stop beating up Lindsay? At one point, it's a Lindsay thing. 
at one point it is. I'm wondering if Carl cannot handle it. It might be too much. This guy's barely hanging on. He's like, I can't handle this shit. But that's why Lindsay's, you know, protecting him and doesn't like it. But she's like this. Uh, uh-uh. She should not. Have, she shouldn't be walking out of that. She should be having the conversations. But she is. She's walking away. She doesn't want to deal. Do I get it? Sure. She's not really one to walk away generally. Right. 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 Uh, actually, she tried to walk away from Sierra when Sierra wanted to have that conversation. Granted, that was a funny moment, but she still did try to walk away. Does Lindsay walk away? Huh. She's very controlling of her narrative. That's for sure. But I, 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 it was kind of, a, it was, it was sad because Carl, uh, Kyle has been, he was being there for Carl and they were getting somewhere and there could have maybe been some resolution. But Lindsay's like, no, the end of this season is me being happy, not dealing with Danielle. She's done with Danielle. And I know people are going to say, I get why. As much as I've just dragged Danielle, I'm sure the way, what I'm sure the sentence I'm about to say is going to piss people off because it's not enough. I'm supposed to drag her all the way down. But she's totally ditched Danielle. She has no room for Danielle. Danielle, fuck you. How dare you not just be happy for me? Everything you've done is wrong. I'm sure people will say, well, she should. But I still think that if there was a friendship there, she should have spent a little bit of her energy trying to figure out what was going on. But all Lindsay cares about is that this relationship looks perfect on camera, period. That's it. That's all she wants. This season, at least. So this was a mess. This was a goddamn disaster. Um, I, I'm only assuming that uh, Danielle does a little bit of, a, of an apology maybe or something at the reunion because this was a lot. And, and Robert saying to them, you're just two people that we know at some point that we knew that got engaged. Oh, my God. That's not true. You can still be happy for them. I think Robert's being fed a lot of information from Danielle and he just wants her to be happy. That's for sure. Danielle is hurt. I forgive and move on quickly. So I'm always open to that, but this is just my visceral reaction to this episode. Um, the react, the, the feelings and all that's fine, but like the, it was the way she was handling it at the engagement party itself it was like, whoa, reel it in. Like, whoa. <sighs> Anyway, I think I just, I like blacked out. I don't remember what I said in this whole thing. That was just such a journey, that whole experience. Okay. Well, on that note, I don't know if I made this announcement already at the top of this episode, but I'm going to make it again. And if you tuned into my Atlanta episode, this is repetitive, but I have got quite a lot of stuff going on in my personal life right now. I have to move. Not it, not nothing bad. Nothing, nothing happening is bad. It's just the move came a little faster than expected. And I'm also rolling out a new project that I've been working on. And the plan was to roll out the project and then move. But now we're going to be doing those things simultaneously. So my routine is a little thrown off because if you've ever moved in Los Angeles, you know that you've got to be on top of the apps every single day. You got to be running around town, checking signs, um, and also, because of moving, you need to have all the money you can. So I'm saying yes to all the business I can um, for my other non-Bravo business that I have. 
So my time is a little bit scattered. I'm going to do my best to stay on schedule, but if episodes are a little bit behind, know that is why, and I apologize, but I I promise you I'm trying my absolute best to stay on task, but things are a little bit tricky for me. Nothing bad. Nothing bad is happening. Everything is good and positive. It's just that my 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 personal time is like all over the place. Also with change comes anxiety. So sometimes that also plays in, you know, just shit like that. But I am going to do my best to stay on task. And just so everyone is aware of what the schedule is, because I think sometimes people get confused. The schedule moving forward will be um, Atlanta and Martha's Vineyard will be released on the Patreon on Tuesdays and everywhere else on Wednesdays. Jersey House, which is Jersey and Summer House, will be released on the Patreon, ideally on Wednesdays uh, and everywhere else on Thursdays, ideally, ideally. And then Vanderpump Rules will be released ideally Thursday evenings, if not Friday, and then everywhere else Friday late into Saturday, but Friday probably. I I try to release it early on the Patreon. It will always be first on the Patreon. Um, I try to do it at least 24 hours early on the Patreon, but with the way my schedule has been just jam-packed and I'm trying to fit everything in, uh, sometimes it's only a few hours. But if you are always craving the episodes as soon as possible, the Patreon, it's only $3 a month. That's the first place I release it. No ads. Uh, And I'm also probably going to do some more announcing of things there too, like just getting into what's really happening in my life and why things are a little bit, a little bit more chaotic over there. And then Orange County comes is premiering June 7th. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to fit that in and like when I'm going to release that, but we'll figure that out when we get there. But yeah, so just be a little patient with me, please. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.